BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It was a good pre-show. Yeah, it was a good pre-show. <laughs> are we still <laughs> once, here? <laughs> once we got rid of all of that lawyer talk, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. See, yeah, yeah, I know. It, it was a lot of legal talk, folks, and I won't, I won't bore you all with it, but... Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's good to it's good to be back with you tonight, though. It is it is great to be back, and you want to know why, Will? You What's want that? to know why? Because we actually have stuff to talk about tonight. We do, we do. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I was so last the last few weeks. Every time you add stuff to the news, I'm I'm just thinking to myself, really, we're really digging at the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah. The worst, and and it's I mean, some of the stuff is just like, yeah, okay, um, but and I I pat myself on the back because I added the biggest piece of news, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, okay. First, though, this week, as we are all suffering from our houses, we there has been a. Um, a scandal of sorts going on about our our new Barry Allen, our old Barry Allen, our Barry Allen of some form, Ezra Miller. There was an incident. There was a meltdown. Will has all the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for, it was uh, he was in Iceland, and it was he was at a at a pub there, um, and it was April, on April first, and. Everyone, of course, this 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 news broke Monday morning, so most people probably have seen the 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 seven second or eight second video of him uh, taking down someone, a woman, uh, in a chokehold, uh, strangled, and gently put her to the to the ground. And mm-hmm. of course, there was a lot of discussion, especially given that the incident occurred on April first. Was this a joke? Was it real? Uh, was it demonic and demonic? Obsession, yeah. What's the deal here? And so, yeah. So, you know, as of our recording, Ezra Miller has not really said anything about it. And it's uh, and interestingly enough, I was, uh, I guess, Variety did confirm that the incident did occur, and it was him. And also read in the rap that the uh, police. No one's been charged. I mean, he hasn't uh-huh. been charged. A woman who was uh, assaulted, uh, 
or allegedly assaulted, um, has not pressed charges. So we're just kind of in this weird holding pattern where everyone is like, you know, what's honestly, what's going to happen with the flash and also what's going to happen with fantastic beast, because that's the other franchise. Oh God forbid. Fantastic beast. Oh my God. Didn't it, wasn't the second one like the worst box office for a Harry Potter movie? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. 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 yeah, I already know what's happening with Fantastic Beats. There yeah, are that, no that yeah. are fantastic. Exactly, exactly. And it, and, it, it cr- and it kills me when you say we're in a holding pattern because that's everyone's lives right now. I know that. I know that. But <laughs> I get, you know, maybe speaking of that, maybe Warner Brothers, you know, John Campia had this thought, and I, I, I had the same sentiment. Maybe. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers is just kind of just hoping that with all the COVID stuff, they can just quietly just let it go and it'll just sort of fade away. And, you know, time will time will make everyone forget about this and they can just quietly make the Flash film and, and we move past this. So who, who knows? Well, right now, studios should be reassessing those franchises that have been going downhill or haven't really had... Like, now is the time for a reset, because looking back, we're all going to remember 2020 for multiple reasons. However, when when people are actually able to go back to the theaters and able to consume this entertainment and this this spectacle that we always talk about, you... It has to be worth it still, and and especially in the beginning months when we go back to the theaters, it really has to be worth the money because people are going to still be afraid, and no one really yeah. knows what what that transition period will look like or even when it'll happen. So, yeah. so creative juices now is the time. You 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 have no excuse. You can't literally leave your home. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and you're, um, you're, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, 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 and, and to your point, I mean, this this particular film in the DC universe has been. This seems to have been it's be so snake bit. I mean, it's been revolving door of directors, of writers, mm-hmm. and now you have this on top of it. And so, you know, maybe maybe you know, fate or whatever is just has it right on the wall. Just just stick with the CW, y'all, and just make that show better and just maybe give up on this feature film for the flash right right yep but they'll never listen to us Um, in other news snl will return this weekend so are they doing what the wwe did recently and pre-taping these no no so this is uh from what i gather reading the report today it looks like it's possibly a one-off could be more but um those, you know, obviously, you know, I think they're going to go the route that some of the talk shows have been going, which is maybe utilizing Zoom, as we as we talked about in the pre-show, where everybody's using Zoom these days. But uh, you know, putting together some socially distant, physically distant sketches, uh, weekend update will be uh, will be a part of the show this weekend. Uh, it will air live, East Coast, be taped, delayed on West Coast. But uh, I mean, gosh! I mean, Saturday Night Live is no more for it. I think it's it's you know opening sketches and th- viral posts that we see Sunday morning than actually anybody actually watching the show. So, I yeah. mean, this last month is 
going to give them the sketches they can do with social distancing. It, you know, it's just going to be a, a, a must-watch event that I think you know we'll we'll see on the Twitter timelines on Sunday morning of everybody reposting whatever they come up with. Yeah, I I think people are just starved for entertainment right now, and and so if you, if they are able to do that and break their former model, as you mentioned, other talk shows specifically are doing and getting really good results in my opinion Mm -hmm. um then yeah i think there'll be ample ample amount of content that occurs and and i know a lot of people in watching wrestlemania as pre-taped a lot of people were impressed to say the least now granted i i suspect most people had low expectations yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, um, because it's it's never happened before, and what is it going to look like? And and that show the performers feed so much off of the audiences and the pops, mm-hmm. as they call it, as the kids call it, that that to not have that is is awkward. And from what I hear, everyone overall seems to have enjoyed what what they produced for that. Um, for their Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Uh and and it's funny because it's it's something at work. So for those of you who don't know, I work in HR and we constantly remind ourselves we are still recruiting employees. Yeah. <laughs> Despite everything. We're still yeah. hiring. And um to on that note People are still getting cast to do things, even though we don't really understand production schedules right now. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> so Lisa Kudrow has joined the Netflix show Space Force with Steve Carell. I heard about this, Will. So it's the Office version, a version of the Office in space. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this. Really? I guess they're. Yeah, it's totally. It's Greg Daniels who actually did it. Did, was one of the producers on the office action team and yeah it looks like uh steve carroll plays a colonel who uh, is part of the new yes the new space force the trump's space force not to get political or anything but uh and lisa kudrow apparently has been cast to play his wife um yeah i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know um and all i can think about is why why are they not capitalizing on the some or good news network that John Krasinski yeah. has put out? And then you could do something so meta and Steve could be his boss, his producer, and and it could just it could bring all of that full circle. Oh, that would be so meta and so awesome. Oh, we gotta! I'm a, we gotta! We gotta send this clip to John Krasinski and Steve Carroll, and, and make sure uh, I, I will represent you to make sure you get your 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 residuals and you know get your cut for for coming up with this idea because that is a great one. I I can just picture. I just have this image of Steve Carell, like being the cameraman, and then them getting into a, a dispute and Emily Blunt comes over with her cell phone and starts recording. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe for, for I mean, Quibi. <laughs> the beauty of having a super star couple, both of them are famous, <laughs> know how to act. <laughs> no, no. Um, also, um, this caught me off guard. You yeah. know, I, I've, 
it's not that I forgot about this show, but I didn't really expect them to come out with the sequel. And it feels soon, but I feel as if it was a good year or a year and a half ago that this series first dropped. But Homecoming on Amazon did get a season two and they dropped the trailer for it this week. Now, here's what I'm noticing, Will. Yeah. When I sit down to watch trailers, I no longer watch the full trailer. I watch until I feel as though I understand the the plot synopsis that a trailer is supposed to give you and then I turn it off. Mm-hmm. Fascinating technique. <laughs> Very fascinating. Very fascinating. <laughs> and that's what I did with this. Um, I got pretty far into the trailer and it was and it felt very edited. This is more as more along the lines of a teaser trailer than anything else to just yeah. remind you of that world. It really does feel connected to it. It's been a while since I watched mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. but I it felt as though same universe. Yeah, um, it is. It is the same universe. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but you know how sometimes, especially when there's a long period, um, it just it doesn't feel as connected. And right. in this case, we have a different main character. No, yeah. Julia Roberts. No, nope, well. Yeah. No, no shot of her. So, so, and that's the linchpin for most viewers. That's true. That's true. Because, I mean, obviously, uh, Stephen Jones is coming back as Walter Cruz. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and of course, the, the, I think the company, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head right now, uh, that created the Super Soldier program is is there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 you're right. It, it, it is, the trailer did seem in, in the same universe, but yet seemed divorced from it too. You have spent way too much time with me talking about comic comics because they did not create a super soldier. Program. <laughs> well, okay. just to remember, remind everybody, they created a drug that would make you forget and their prime right target was soldiers who were returning from war to get rid of their PTSD, PTSD. or to numb their PTSD. Right, right. They, but they did not make Captain America. No, I didn't call it Captain America, but these soldiers did do some missions that I think was, was triggered PTSD and were in, in this in this particular program. And I remember uh, you know, Inspector you know General I, uh, you know, right. you know, yeah, no, Inspector General, like, you know, trying to get to the bottom of uh, the bottom of the drug and the bottom of the center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A center did, that did not produce super soldiers. No, Just it saying. did not. It did not. It did not. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But speaking of super soldiers and why I am so happy to be talking to you tonight, Will. Marvel dropped phase four, new release dates. There's a schedule. Everything's gonna happen next year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> assuming, Fingers assuming, crossed. Assuming, hopefully, AMC theaters will be open for us to go see it. <laughs> you know, one can hope. The yeah. the real the the thing that is gonna um it just it the thing that's gonna decide this is Black Widow because right now they vaguely put out a date of just November twenty. Right. Right. <laughs> And 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 I understand, um, but 
I, that's just, so, so not, that's moved to November, which forced the Eternals to get moved to February. Mm-hmm. Morbius is now in March. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings is in May. Spider-Man 3, not Venom, but Spider-Man <laughs> 3, <laughs> July 16th, and Doctor Strange 2. November 5th, 2021. That is five freaking Marvel films in one year. Yeah, that's a lot. Five. Five. Correct me if I'm wrong, Will. The Mm. most we've ever had in one year is three. Right. Yeah, I think that's correct. It's because we've had, yeah, that is the the max. Because we had what we had. Let's see. Avengers in... uh, Endgame, Ant-Man, and which was the other, and then it was it. Didn't we have Black Panther one year? And yeah, then another that's what it was. One? It was Black Panther, Infinity War. Ant-Man. And Ant-Man, yeah, that's, that's the year, yeah. yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. And, and so. Direct, yeah, yeah, because that's right, Thor Ragnarok came out the year before that, that's correct, yeah. And and so now we get two additional movies dropping in this long span. And um, uh, a part of me, you know, I, I, I can be mad that we're not getting really, we could get Black Widow in November. Fingers crossed that that's how long we have to wait for that movie. Um, but I, I, I'm sorry, I come from instant gratification. I like the fact we're getting five movies in one Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like it. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. And, and, and also, we haven't even talked about the, the, the TV schedule because, again, those shows are interrupted as far as, far as their production. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we get Black Widow this year and we'll, Falcon and Winter Soldier get pushed back from August to a little bit later, or uh, and then of course we have Loki and we have Wanda, and WandaVision. So, have you seen the schedule for the TV shows? Uh, I don't think they've updated it since the since the, the early release. Right, which yeah. which is um, why they're not currently on our rundown because I I didn't see them either. Yeah. But you bring up a great point: is that from what we understand, those TV shows play into the larger cinematic universe so now that we have a definite or a potential phase four release date schedule will the shows drop at the right time to really feed into the overall narrative that they've already planned out yeah yes that's a fair yeah that's a great question and yeah because i know if i recall dr strange 2 in particular Mm-hmm. Uh, had a, a tie-in to WandaVision. Oh, yeah, because she's going to be in Doctor Strange, too. And mm-hmm. we know that the the um, from what we gather on the WandaVision trailers, she's going crazy. Mm-hmm. A lot of grief. And so yep. she's going to trigger something that's going to result in this multiverse of madness for Doctor Strange. Yeah. And um, and really, it's, it should just be hyphen, house of M, whatever. So, 
Um, but but yeah, that that's exactly the show where as soon as I saw this release date schedule, I immediately thought, okay, when are we going to get WandaVision? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I know the original plan. Yeah, because the original plan was to drop WandaVision later. I think around the time that Black Widow was supposed to be dropping. So, you know, so and so, how do they? You know, this is a new world for with for them having this cinematic universe and the television universe on Disney Plus going at the same, you know, potentially at the same time. So, of course, I mean. Entertainment. We're all going to be so starved for entertainment. We'll, we'll be, you know, we. I don't think we'll care too much that they overlap. But, but you know, from a Disney standpoint, uh, you know, how do they, how do they want to schedule these things? So, um, so it, it would not surprise me that when we will maybe in a few weeks get a, a revised television release schedule, uh, given especially that uh, I think some of these shows were still in production when when all when everything came to a halt. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and just because we're getting five movies in 2021 does not mean that 2022 will be another 2020. No, we're still getting three movies in mm-hmm. 2022. We're getting Thor in February. The one release date that I had a problem with. You want to know why? Because this is Thor for God of Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And they're dropping it on February 28th. <laughs> What the heck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what day of the week February 14th is that year, but why the heck not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a Valentine's exactly. Day movie. <laughs> totally. Totally. They missed they missed their opportunity there. They totally oh. missed their opportunity. So mad about that. And then Black Panther 2 May 6th and Captain Marvel 2 July 8th. Oh, it's building. It's building. It's yep. it's I I, and I and I really like it how it's all laid out. And next year, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of new stories, new characters, and and then we're going to get hit with Thor, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, the return of the greats, and and so you know, just looking at the schedule on paper, it's building, and I love yep. that feeling. Very yep. exciting. Very much so. Very much so. And then, you know, and, it, and then, and after that, we'll 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 get Blade, and then, so you know, there's even the you know the next phase. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, granted everything's come to a halt this year, but man, it's going to be awesome the next next two after that. Yeah, and and this is what I love about Marvel is, even despite everything. And despite the setbacks, they still manage to release information in a way that makes me happy mm-hmm. and makes me excited and makes me want to go back and rewatch some of those older movies. And yeah. because that, and I keep thinking about how, what if all of this had occurred last year? Like, this Ooh. is a time when we yeah. were all preparing for Endgame. Yeah. And- imagine that like thank god that was a 2019 movie <laughs> yeah it totally you know yeah I, I know this week that you know there's been the, the watch parties and stuff and, and but then you know the thing that was trending for a, a while on social media uh, earlier this week was uh uh that's the scene of molnir and and, and captain america wielding it and and, mm-hmm. and endgame and 
this, you know, we all were like, it was like that collective, like, wow. This thing, this time last year, we were sitting at theaters cheering. And I think even they even had like the soundtrack of like people cheering in the theaters when that that moment happened. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh, so yeah. that's something to look. Yeah, it's just those, those things to look forward to. So, hopefully, AMC gets a buyer and they can survive it, and we can go back to the multiplex and watch a film because it, it is that experience. That's the kind of experience that you just can't have. Uh, you know, watching watching a film solo or uh, you know on your home screen. Yeah, yeah, those viewing parties were not social distancing appropriate, which is probably why we now have to deal with COVID. It's because there were sold out theaters for months with people just sitting like less than a foot apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like or, or the sardines. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all to see one three-hour movie yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so we are gonna now talk about little fires everywhere um this is we have two more episodes after this that they'll be dropping in the upcoming weeks um flashback episode yeah flashback so I'm sure, Will, that you already know my criticism. <laughs> yeah. <It laughs> Pretty might, we, obvious. We, 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 we may share it. Let's, let me hear yours first. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I was really scared during the first five to ten minutes. Basically, the cold open of this episode. Because it was all about me as a young girl. And now, granted, other episodes have featured these the snippet of flashbacks that really set up the rest of the episode, but they're not all based in flashback. It's all present. It's it's kind of like a clue to guide you to what's happening on present day. Well, in this case, this was all flashbacks. And I was really worried because based on the revelations in the most recent episode, we were going to just see that all come to life for Mia about how she ended up being the surrogate and why she basically, yes, Pearl is her child, but she also had an agreement with a couple Mm -hmm. to give up that child in exchange for money, which we all saw play out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was a bit relieved when we also started to see flashbacks of Elena and then got bored. Because this this episode, as much as I appreciate some of the some of the stuff they do, it's still a, a really well acted show and everything. Yeah. They still committed the cardinal sin for me. We already knew this. Yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we already knew it. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, yeah. I, that's that was my that was my thought while I was watching it last night. I mean, it was it was there. It, there were some powerful moments, uh, but we. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, it was sort of like you know, if you're gonna do this, I, I, I think it would have been narratively better to just instead of doing it as one standalone episode, do it like they've been doing the prior drop, prior flashbacks. Just drop the snippets throughout if the 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 story, uh, because I I just felt yeah yeah I, I, like you I felt things were so telegraphed that it was kind of like it was kind of you know to get back into in the context of 
uh, sci-fi world, it was sort of like watching Solo. Like, why did I need this standalone uh-huh. film about this character? Yep. Yep. It, everything was telegraphed. That's the perfect way to put it. We, we are not dumb viewers. And most people are not, especially when they're quarantined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 why I appreciate appreciated the show originally is because by the end of each episode you understood why they showed that flashback. Mm-hmm. And and it was so out of context that it would take 40 minutes to inform that and and realize why the writers decide to to start it off in that way um, the past informs the future. They they really did not need to spend an hour on this, and what I'm also noticing is this show continues to have um, montages play at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, the only reason why this gets under my skin is because we all know I have a history with the show Sons of Anarchy. Kurt Sutter did that to a detriment. <laughs> <laughs> so when I notice it. <laughs> <laughs> again you don't need it <laughs> yeah yeah i did it that that didn't bother me as much uh it was it it basically yeah it, it basically just sort of got us fast forward up to present day well yeah. it's present 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 day for them in the story because it's still in the you know in the mid 90s but um Mia uh, comes to town they just yeah. have focus on we we knew she was going to town and and to your point what i, I they chose the perfect song for mm-hmm. this montage mm-hmm. and and what i actually did appreciate about this episode is that it completely supports our conversation last week this show is about moms and mm-hmm. motherhood mm-hmm. and and that this this idea of of women who, if you're Elena, you're told to live your life a certain way and you follow the plan. So was Mia. We didn't, the one thing they showed, they showed us her parents and her parents were very strict, very traditional. And, and it basically caused her to run away. And, and then when she realized she could never go back, well, she's been the Mia we know ever since this this person who does not does not like staying in one place for too long mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I actually so those scenes actually did i was okay with that given that context and and also it was it was just from cool it was her relationship with her brother in particular uh was um to me was what stood out for Mia and sort of him sort of being that bridge between her wanting to, you know, she's more non-traditional and and just wanted to be free and go to New York and, 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 and his parents, and especially the scene where he finally does visit her in the city. And that by that point she is, is pregnant as as a surrogate mom mm-hmm. surrogate, and and it you know and it calls back to earlier parts in the episode where there was this, this again there was like this whole notion that okay if you go to the city and you're going to pick 
you know, you're picking a profession where you're not going to make any money, so you're going to end up either as a hooker or a lesbian. And then whenever she was trying to, you know, whenever they saw each other and he and he saw her, it was, um, you know, his, his parents. On the one hand, he was still a supportive brother who, you know, offered to give her cash back in the day and said, "Do what you need to do to support yourself." But then. You know, his parents came out in that same sentence when, you know, she tried to, uh, that she's like, she's pregnant and he, you know, he automatically assumes the worst. And so it just basically shut down the opportunity for her to explain, listen, I, I took your advice and, and, and this is how I'm surviving to, to make, to make my way in the world. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, we real. She she does make more sense mm-hmm. to an extent, even though a lot of it was telegraphed and they ruined their current previous structure. She her actions became um, much more understandable, and mm-hmm. also how she got there, how she got to this point in her life, and and it's just and and I I appreciated that, but having Elena then and showing what she went through simultaneously with her life and um, how they're the foil. They're a foil for one another. And, yeah. and that really came across well in this episode. And, and you understand why they're so at odds and you, you understand. And the person who, who we do not necessarily see in this episode, but who is clearly the, um, if they are two sides of the same coin, this person is the, that, that coin. And that's Izzy. Mm. Because m- m- understanding Mia and her sexuality and what happened in New York and what she explored with her teacher and her mentors and then also juxtaposition with her parents and what her parents' perspective that is why she has that connection with Mia or yeah. with Izzy, Izzy and, and is able to help Izzy navigate that since she's also going through this realization that she likes girls and what does that mean? And that's still not society still doesn't accept me. My mom won't accept me. And, and then we, we realize that with Elena's story, Izzy's the fourth kid, the kid they were not supposed to have. Yeah. Yep. And the resentment and yes. the, and the, uh, and it's interesting because I will tell you, I come from a family of four. Um, I'm not the youngest. I'm the second youngest. My, we, the, my parents were not supposed to have four children. We were supposed to have three children. And uh, I, I don't think my mom's not Elena. Let me, I'll just say that my mom is not Elena. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But I I get it. I empathize with her. Mm-hmm. And um I I think I think that's a really they made a really interesting statement with her character and that that history of Elena and who she is. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that was interesting too what I what stood out to me with Elena and in particular her her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh is the so and, and thinking about present with, with what happened with Lexi and her boyfriend last week with the oh. unplanned pregnancy, and 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 so 
you know, one thing that stood out with me with her mother was a line she said, you know, uh, as far as with abortion, you know, we, I, you know, we fought for that right to protect it. But then whenever, you know, when, when Elena was trying to come to grips with having this unplanned pregnancy, her mother was like, but even though we fought for this, we're, this is not for us. Right. And then you look, you know, and then fast forward to the future with Lexi and then, and the choices that she, the choice that she made, um, and, 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 and of course thinking about her, her, the choice she made and her conversation with Mia, uh, it, it really, I, I, I'm wondering if at some point in this story is, if Lexi's going to, if this is, if her mother's going to find out about the unplanned pack pregnancy and how, how she deals with that because it is contrary to plan. Like where it was very clear that, you know, it, it reinforced this whole planned life, life that her mother and assumably her father had for her. And so, and, and, and of course, and of course, Elena has for the most part followed that path. And, and then, to the point where you know she you know and and they touch on that plan, but also they touch the simple the issues that she has to deal with with the postpartum. I mean, it was postpartum depression that she was having with oh, with, yeah. with Izzy, and yeah. the challenges she had with breastfeeding, which you know many mothers have, and it was very real with that, and how Izzy was so colicky and stuff. And so it was, it it, it really provided. Even though I know we both said the episode in many ways was telegraphed, it but. It was telegraphed, but yet it was still. I still found it enjoyable because mm-hmm. it really provided deeper context and con- for the content that we've seen up to this point in the show, and gives us a better understanding of those characters. And you know, kudos to both actresses, in particular Tiffany Boone for how she, she played me. I mean, she channeled Carrie Washington. Before we get to that, your point about Lexi, I'm going to raise you on that point okay. because what I think is interesting is not just that she got knocked up. But Lexi had the abortion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I don't, we're beyond uh, Lena discovering her kid got knocked up. It's more that she got knocked up. She had a, a, an abortion, something that because, and she did it without consulting her mother. Yeah. While when Elena consults her mother, she basically gets shut down, sticks to the plan, as you were saying, and it's just like, apparently I have to do this. Apparently that isn't meant to me. And so it's interesting how both Mia and Elena dealt with very similar parental um, guidance Mm -hmm. that where where Mia runs away and ultimately just just becomes her own person and um, granted she still has Pearl, but she's still she's not gonna play by anybody else's rules. She's been scarred too many times. She couldn't even attend her own brother's funeral because of it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Elena, it's the exact opposite reaction where she tries to follow the path. And what she has been told she's supposed to do her entire life. And it just and it just continues to any chance she has to break away from that, she continues to make the choice that she is supposed to, not the choice that she wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And good. and and that that moment, um 
in the bathroom after she tries to have this affair where she's coming to the realization that it, she can't, it's, it's done. It's, yeah. She's no longer that girl. She's now a mother of four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting too, in, in both situations where she, uh, was at the, at the breaking point, uh, she 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 runs to Jamie. Oh yeah, uh, Jamie's Jamie's support the choice that she's always going to reflect on and saying, "If I had stayed, mm-hmm. I would have been Mia. Yeah. I would have had a completely different life. I would have had the life that he's enjoying right now, and I would have been with him." The fact that she's with um, Bill, well, that's the life her mom always told her she's supposed to have. So that's always, it, it always goes back to Jamie because that's the choice and she regrets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a, yeah. And, 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 you know, it's twice now because, uh, you know, with the, the episode last week, I thought, okay, that was where they would have the almost encounter or, enca- or would, or would have had it, the actual had sex together. But, um, you know, but they, that clearly did not happen in the previous episode. And, and uh, really interesting to given that what we learned this week where they came, she came very, very close. And if it hadn't been for the fact that she needed to lactate, she would have. Um, and so it was, it, so whenever you see that, whenever she was younger and then now a present day again, you know, I guess when she went to New York, went to the city this time to, you know, she was more in an investigatory mode of trying to find out more about Mia, but you know, she still called him up and still realized that, you know, like you said, it, it was, uh, you know, again reflecting on that regret that she didn't make that choice when they were and, in Paris. And part of the reason she disagrees with Mia. Well, you know what? Actually, a more interesting point to bring up is to go back to your thing on Lexi and the whole abortion and um, that secret. Mia and Elena are currently at odds because Elena's friend adopted a child mm-hmm. whose mother abandoned her. And they keep getting into these sparring matches about, well, who's the mother in that situation is it the, is it the mother who who found the kid and has raised her for the past year or is it the mother who gave birth to her well you're dealing with with Mia who was a former surrogate ran away with her baby cuz she knows at the end of the day that that is my blood that is yeah. that is my child that is my maternal instinct on the other hand you have Elena who resents her children. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she resents her. She loves them. But she resents having them because they prevented her from living the life she wanted to have with Jamie. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and so she wanted to give, like, I'm sure she, she if her mother told her, she's like, well, just have, just have Izzy and then give Izzy away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, because, and, and she was told and, and, and many years based on that conversation with her mother, 
you have the children, they are yours, but you have to take care of them. They're your responsibilities. There's no giving this up. Like there's no, oh, there's another way. So I think there, overall, this episode did a good job of really making that crystal clear to the viewers about why they were on such opposite sides of that, of that um, issue. And it's, and it's nothing to do with the fact that they both are friends with the opposite parties or anything and everything to do with their own baggage as being moms. Yep. Yep. That's yep. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I, you, you, I can't really add more to that. I think that's that you really hit the, hit the crux of, of, the purpose of this episode and really how it illustrates uh, everything we've seen up to this point in, in this series. Yeah. And, and we got, again, two more episodes to go, a lot more fires to ignite. It, it will escalate. And um, I, I hope that the, the finale isn't telegraphed. I hope there is something that catches us all off guard and it, it it makes that first scene in the pilot, um, it, it really makes us understood because Elena was out of it during that scene where she's just thinking about everything mm-hmm. and, and completely unhinged. Um, yeah. So the last thing we have to talk about, there's been a lot of watch parties, there's been a lot of boredom and, and, and I know some listeners have asked us to do some Arrow Flash watch party, but Will, what are your thoughts about diverting from our um, our scheduled content or structure? Yeah, so I was thinking we could do one of two things. I mean, I know people are, hopefully folks are enjoying our content that we're talking about, uh, Little Fires Everywhere, but uh, we know... Many of our core fans are Arrowverse fans, and and I know for me personally to help get through this this period, I've actually been rewatching the season two of The Flash, and and so as you said, some of our few listeners have approached us about doing a watch party. So we were, if we would like to invite you all to do, especially our Arrowverse fans, to do a Flash watch pilot watch party and an Arrow pilot watch party, and basically uh, maybe do them um, uh, as sort of little bonus hours of scene and nerd uh, on, on the next uh, uh, looking at Sunday nights to do it, to help us bridge the gap in our, in our Arrowverse lives until new shows start coming back on April 21st with the flash. So, uh, so stay tuned for details. I don't believe you when you say that they're coming back. I still, still don't believe that they're coming back. Uh, as far as the CW put something out there now, we know how that goes. I mean, you know, schedules get changed. So, but we'll see. But that, that's, 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 that's what they told us. But we, we, it, with this new world that we live in, anything's possible. But we, yeah, but, we do please tweet Will what you want us to view as a party because there's multiple different ways we could do this watching the arrow um pilot i don't advise we all know the criticism i'm gonna have about that pilot fyi there's no felicity in that pilot (laughs) so so 
maybe not an idea I had earlier today is what if we've just focused on the crossovers Mm. Um, and that way we get the best of all the worlds and of this giant universe and we can really reflect on what was the best overall crossover that occurred over the last five years. I like crossovers. I like that idea. Or we can just, we, we don't even have to do TV. We can also do movies. Um, we're going to stick with the same, same um, format for the next two weeks as we wrap up Little Fires Everywhere, but we are looking at how to, how to keep seeing a nerd happening, even though there's, there's very few news to gossip about. News shows are few and far between these days, but, you know, we can go back and, yeah. um, and uh, brush the dust off some old classics. Yeah, and you guys... Yeah, you could. Uh, and a cool thing about it, we could just join. You could, we could have a big Cena nerd virtual, virtual watch party, and you can join in on the commentary with us as oh. we as we watch these watch our, watch our old favorites. False. We have invited a few well known listeners to this show, and they have not taken us up on our inv- invitation. So I don't know if we want to invite them to our viewing party. Will I do uh. not. Know. I am tired <laughs> of being rejected. I, I've had enough of it. I, we we tell people all the time, just let us know if you're interested, and then and then we invite them, and then they're like, no, oh, no, I'm like well, what? Yeah, you don't yeah. have a conversation, huh? huh? <laughs> they have plenty of conversation, but I think they like, I like they, I think they like it better. Two hundred eighty characters. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, then exactly my point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, Will, why don't you go tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, that's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K, and keep an eye on our socials. We'll give you the dates and all all the details for the watch parties. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>